Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. As always, we want to take a moment to remind you why you are here listening to us today. If you're investing your valuable time into our podcast, it's because you understand the truth behind Albert Einstein's words. Problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. So if you want to find financial freedom, make more money, quit your 9 to 5 job, or if you want to increase your bottom line, be a better investor, or be a better business owner, then you must follow the number one rule in business, which is be of service to others. Business Bros would love to help you maximize your profits by helping you find ways to be of service to more people alongside our fellow entrepreneurs and the Money Coaching Club, aka E equals MC squared. So please visit our website, www.csfirst.com. That's S-I-A-S-F-I-R-S-T.com. And as you listen today, remind yourself of these three questions regarding today's topic. Why'd you get into business in the first place? What if you found a way to implement what we're talking about today? And how can I take my business to the next level? By scheduling your free coaching call today. It's that simple. All right, we're going to continue our conversation and finish up with... But first... Oh, but first, more. yeah, I just wanted to uh, take a moment and talk about our our quarter escapade here. So last week, we got some good feedback saying that we were saying um and mk a little too often on the podcast. So last week, we ended up with $8 in quarters. Ooh, eight bucks. Eight bucks. The roughest one was Friday. I think we did about three bucks just in that day alone. Ugh. But $8. So, we have quarters again. You guys heard them probably during the intro. Because you dropped one. Because I dropped one. (laughs) And one went rolling across the room right before the podcast started. It was pretty funny. (laughs) So, uh, something else I wanted to talk about before we jump into our actual topic for today, which, by the way, is continuing on the whiteboard. And visual accountability. Visual accountability. Thank you. We are really taking a lot of lessons from everything that we talk about and I love the way that we're implementing it not just for real estate but how we're able to implement it across the board to our insurance stuff too I was really happy with the meetings that we've been having with our agents last week we had a couple of in-person meetings we had some webinars we have our coaching getting set up on the insurance side as well and a lot of these principles that we talk about here that we learn from the Harris real estate coaching, they really do translate well into insurance as well. We're getting some pretty good feedback from the agents and it seems to be, seems to be, seems uh, to be resonating pretty well. Resonating. Thank you. Yeah. That's the word. And and that's the truth. And that, that is why a lot of people like Tim and Julie's podcast is because even though it is geared towards real estate agents, even though a lot of the concepts are designed specifically for real estate agents, the overall idea behind it is still sales oriented. It's all sales oriented. It's all sales oriented. And so if you implement many of the procedures and the processes and the mindset and the actions that, that we talk about here that they talk about on their podcast there really are transferable to pretty much any sales job right and so so people are going to make money if they if they stick to the money making activities in their particular industry but at the same time just in general the lead generation the follow-up right the negotiation presentation pre-qualifying you know all these different things that are part of any sales job and 
if you're doing them on a daily basis, you're going to be successful. That's exactly right. It's all about continuing to build this pipeline, this consistent source of revenue. It's not just a, hey, we're going to pick up the call and pick up the phone and call once and leave it at that. It's about following up. It's about having multiple what what do they how do they say they say multiple spokes multiple right? spokes right multiple streams of income multiple ways of generating leads multiple multiples in different levels you're not just going to become you know you are becoming an expert in your field but where you generate leads from might be from four or five different places right, right? those you, are the spokes of the those wheel those are the spokes right same thing in in your personal finance where you're generating income from should be from multiple places if you're a one multiple spoke streams of multiple income. streams right if you're a one spoke wonder if you're only generating leads this this one way, you know, if something happens to that spoke, you're done. Right? Or if you're only generating income in one way and something happens to that one way of generating income, you're done. Exactly. So a lot of the a lot of the ideas are, you know, very much transferable. And we want to make sure that not only are the real estate agents benefiting from the Tim and Julie podcast and our podcast, but by the same token, our insurance agents or anybody else in business that's looking to to grow their business from what they thought was something that was profitable or what they thought was something they wanted to get into initially to something that is thriving and making a profit so they can turn around, take those profits, reinvest them so that they no longer have to work for money and their money's turning around and working for them. And that's why we're business bros and not just real estate bros and not just insurance bros. We want to help you with whatever kind of business that you're working on. Exactly. Business bros. Yeah. All right. Back to this external accountability. So that, that I know, you know, being the business bros, being in the coaching industry, helping out different people, it's, it's an external accountability. We're holding your feet to the fire. Right. Mm-hmm. We're we have our motivational Monday webinars that we're doing with the agents that it's it's, you know, trying to get you to take that extra step, you know, where you are calling something work when it's not really work. It's busy work versus doing the things that are productive that are going to put money in your pocket and holding you accountable to what you said you're going to do. And, you know, just making sure that you're you're remaining focused, right? A little, mm-hmm. a swift little kick in the butt, you know, That's point it. you in the right direction and get you going. A coach is only going to make you that much better. You could be good at what you do already, right? Mm-hmm. You could have been doing it for 10 years, but how do you get to the next level? How does Tiger Woods become, you know, a master? How does Serena Williams, uh, what do they call it when they win tennis matches? forgot what it's called uh i'm not sure i don't know let's move on then she's gonna become serena williams whatever 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 they call it they are champions they are elite they are the best at what they do because not only did they put in the work not only are they extremely talented but also they had the coaching there to push them to the next level to say hey when you turn your wrist this way when you take that step that way whatever it is that you're doing fix it Right. This is what we see. This is how you fix. This is what we see. This is how you fix. Focus your time on this rather than focusing your time on this. Exactly. All right. So so we started talking about how to make sure that you are consistently focusing your time and your efforts on a daily basis with these five whiteboards holding you accountable to what type of lead generation should I be focusing on. When I only have so much time in the day and I need to focus my attention on something, what part of my business do I need to focus on? And that's where the whiteboards kind of held us accountable. We started off already with the um, 
with the uh, leads board. That was an uh. There was one. There was an uh. Right. So we started off with the leads board. And what we said was we have listed one through 15. These are 15 different leads that we should have in the pipe at all time. And these are A, B, or C leads. As soon as we have a C lead that is flaky and is not going to be part, you know, it's not going to be in the closing window within the next 90 days. So we're not changing them into an A or B lead. We dump them. They become a D lead. They come off that whiteboard. They go into maybe our drip system or a different type of call list, but we open up a slot in that one to 15 on the leads board. And the main reason is because we need to fill it with a new lead. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I look at my leads board and I have 15 slots available and only 10 of them are filled, then I know that one of the first things I need to work on is to call these, uh, to call, go through my drip system list, pick up the phone or go knock on doors or go through a FISBO list or go through an expired list and find new leads to fill up those spots. Right. I feel like we're still going to have so much to talk about. I mean, it's one thing to talk about these different boards and what you should have in them. Another thing is how do you transition from one to the next? Right. It, yeah. Well, I mean, let's transition. So let's assume that we have our, our leads filled up. Let's assume we've been diligent and we've been picking up the phone and we've been talking to new people and we have 15 leads on our board. So the next board... Really quick, before before you move on, even here, you've made these phone calls, you've talked to these people and you have these 15 leads on the board. What do these leads represent? Are they people that are going to sell? Are they people that are going to buy? It's both. We have a mixture of both, right? So when we talked about uh, setting up these boards, we talked about using multiple colors, mm -hmm. right? So you use maybe you use blue for uh, buyers. buyers and maybe you use red for sellers. And so you have a mixture of both. You want to make sure that you're kind of filling the board mostly with sellers because you are ultimately trying to be a listing agent when we're talking about real estate, right? When we're talking about real estate, if we're talking about insurance, you want to fill that board up with commercial. Right, exactly. So And life. Commercial and life because those are big policies. Those are larger premiums. Those are the big boys that we're talking about, right? So on the real estate side, we're talking about being a listing agent. So we want most of those leads, if we're using blue and red, red for sellers, we want most of our leads to be in the red category, right? We do want to have a few buyers on there for sure. We should always be working with maybe three or four buyers. Mm -hmm. But if we have 15, a list of 15, 12 of them, maybe, maybe, you know, 10 of them, 10 to 12 should be seller leads, right? These because you be, can work with a lot more sellers than you can buyers. Because we're trying to build a business that is sustainable, that is more predictable, that has more uh, free time on our hands than if we had a list of 15 buyers, right? Mm -hmm. Then we'd be doing a lot of driving around, a lot showing of homes. showing homes, mm -hmm. a lot of opening doors. We don't want to spend all our time doing that. Those are not our most productive activities. Will you earn revenue? Yes, but you can only do so much. So we want to focus our efforts on being a listing agent. So you want to have heavier on the red or heavier on the seller listings, uh, on the seller leads. All right. So I have this lead. I have a name. I have a source. I have a motivation and a time frame. I have a price range. And what is my next action? So it depends on your lead, right? It could be something like, um, uh, um, that was an, um, happens every time I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry so, to make you have to do that. Right. Yeah. It's tough. Okay. So it could be something like they are getting ready to move out. So they have to, uh, take out boxes. There's another, uh, so they have to get the place cleaned up so that they can get it presented or they need to have the photographer come in or mm -hmm. we need to order the deep cleaning or we need mm -hmm. to put the sign in the yard right 
it could be a number of different things that are in the action list mm-hmm. as far as the lead is concerned it could um you know at this point we don't even have them active yet so it could be set the appointment it could so be if if we have a lead they have not signed a exclusive listing agreement, agreement yet. they have not okay they have not now once you get that lead to sign that listing agreement they go to the next board that we talked about, which was our active listings, right? Okay. So now they're in the active listings, and we we talked about picking uh, the number on the left hand side. There's another oh. picking the number on the left hand side. We're just side. making money here. We're just We're, making money. Exactly. Here. So we put the numbers on the left hand side based on your magic number that you developed from your real estate uh, treasure map. So this is something that you can get in Premier Coaching, and we'll help you figure out what that magic number is. And we're going to throw that magic number onto our active listings. This is how many listings we need at all times so that we can meet or exceed our goals. Isn't the treasure map something that people can get for free? It is. They can get the treasure map for free if they go to our website, csfirst.com, and schedule a free coaching call. We can send you those books, six free books, one of which is the real estate treasure map. So let's assume on our leads list, because we have blue and we have red, we have Mm -hmm. buyers and we have sellers, Mm -hmm. we have a buyer that is in contract. We got them, we found them a house, we put in an offer, and lo and behold, it got accepted, way to go. Now that it's in contract, it's going to go into our active buyer board. So this is the new board that we're talking about. The first two boards were our leads and our active listings. And we transitioned an active listing once we got the listing contract signed. And it goes into the, uh, uh, there was another, uh, it goes into the active listings, right? And it helps us, it helps us keep track of things like 10 showings in two weeks, so that if we do have a property that is listed and it hasn't had any showings or very little showings or 10 mm-hmm. showings in the last two weeks, then we can look at price. And then when it comes to buyers, we want to make sure we have a list of buyers. Like I said, in the lead section where you want your leads to be listing heavy, your active buyer list shouldn't have more than maybe five at the most at the most you're pushing it if you're a superstar agent and you know how to handle your time very well i guess you can push towards eight but i am honestly your time could be better well spent working on listings than having the buyer so three to five on the active buyer board will work out and you should always have three to five because you never know when you have a buyer that might be interested in one of your listings. Right. And when you have a buyer interested in one of your listings, all real estate agents know you're double dipping at that point. And sometimes your listings are also going to be buyers. Exactly. So you are you should always have at least three to five uh, active buyers ready at all times. So every agent, no matter how experienced, so three so to far, five buyers. So far, we've gotten to three of the five boards. We have the leads. Once they sign either a listing agreement or a buying agreement, right? then they move in either into active listings or active buyers. So those are three boards so far, leads, active listings, active buyers. All right, so we are listing on the active buyer side one through five at the most. And across the top, we need to know the name of this buyer. We need to know where this buyer came from, right? Was it a signed Source. call? Was it, you know, one of our listings or so forth? Mm-hmm. What, uh, what's the motivation on this buyer? How soon mm-hmm. do they need to move? Their time frame? They, are they pre-approved? And then what's the next step? So, for example, we have like a Greg Thomas, 
met him at an open house. He's trying to move up, right? So he's going mm-hmm. from a starter home to a new home. Mm-hmm. He wants to be there before Easter. He's pre-qualified with the uh, Bank of America. And he's already pre-approved. Maybe all he needs is the house that he's going to buy to appraise. And that's about it. Because that's what a true pre-approval is. Right? We're going to make sure that that if we're working with a buyer, they are truly pre-approved. There's no pending verification of employment. We're not missing a few docs here and there. We don't you know, have to run their credit later on. All that is done. If you're working with a lender, then you're working with uh, and make sure that that lender is giving you a true pre-approval that the only thing you need to do to get this buyer in the place is for the house to appraise. That's the only thing that you're waiting for, right? And obviously that you can't do that until you find the home. So that's the only thing that you should be waiting on when it comes to having active buyers. Make sure they're completely, completely pre-approved. So buyer or listing, let's say one of them gets into contract. We either find a buyer for our listing or we find a listing for our buyer, right? Either way, we have a contract and we open escrow. At that point, they go into the pending board. So they go off the other board. They go off of the active buyer or active listing board. Correct. And and they they go go onto the pending board. Pending means there's a contract underway. Escrow is open 30 to 45 days. Hopefully, if everything's going according to plan, this is going to close. Right, right. So, I mean, we might be going into a shifting market here. So if we have short sales, it could be longer than that. Right, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but they are on your pending board. You need to know across the top, right? We're talking about name, source, address. What's the closing date that you have on the contract? Mm-hmm. And then the price that's that you have under contract, right? So, for example, we got the Joneses, at uh, they called in from a one eight hundred hotline. That's how we they got a lead source, and we called them right back because we're awesome at furiously fast lead follow up. Mm-hmm. Their address is one two three. Sold it. And their closing date might be March 31st, and the price is 515000 right? So that's the information that you want to cross your pending board. And here's where you're going to have, you know, little things that you need to know about the pending board, right? Are you, do you need to schedule the appraisal? Do you have to uh, go back for an inspection report? Are you negotiating on price? Do you need a time extension? All the other little monotonous little things that happen in the transaction happen while the property is in the pending board stage, right? So pending board, or so we went from leads right? Mm -hmm. The lead then became into contract as far as a listing agreement or uh, an exclusive buyer agreement. So they go off the lead board into one of those two boards. Mm -hmm. Once we get them in contract, they go off of that board into the pending board. And then of course, we have our favorite board of all. The closed deal board. The closed deal board. This happens once you get that beautiful check in the mail, the whole purpose of us being of service to other people, this is when we've helped a particular client meet their dream of owning a home or selling the home that they had, mm-hmm. helping them get out of a situation. It could be a bad situation that they're getting out of when it comes to selling the home. Whatever it is, you've been of service. You've helped out. This is where the presentation ends, right? You've started the, the presentation since they were a lead, since you first contacted them, and you've worked your butt off to be of service to these people, to help them reach the goal that they wanted to achieve, and as a result, you've earned a commission. Now, this board is where we keep track of that commission. This is where the truth comes out, 
right? So based on our real estate treasure map, we're going to write down the number of closings that we need to meet or exceed our goal. So if we're looking at having 10 listings a month, but we need to close maybe four or five closings per month to meet or exceed our goals, or mm-hmm. maybe your maybe your goal is to to close two or three because your commission is higher, right? Mm-hmm. In in Southern California, commission might be nine, ten thousand dollars per closing versus in another, you know, middle of the country, maybe your commission's only two to three thousand per closing. So you might need a little more to meet or exceed your goals, right? So whatever your goal is, let's say for example you need thirty two closings or thirty six closings this year, right? Three per three month. Three per month. So Mm-hmm. One through thirty-six on the closed deal board, all the way down the board, and then across the top, you're going to write this information. You're going to need the address. You're going to need the source where this inf- where this uh, deal came from. You're going to need the close date, the days on the market, and the commission. So, for example, four five six Awesome Client Street, and this source was from a relocation company. Maybe the close date was on July thirty-first. Uh, maybe it was on the market for 32 days and the commission was $4,750, right? Now, as you're going through the year, you're starting to fill in this, this one through 36, right? And you can clearly see what is happening in your market. You can see the average days as you're filling up this sheet is, are the average days increasing? Are the average days decreasing? Are your commissions getting bigger, which is you're dealing with more clients? Are you selling more property in a specific area of town, right? You get to see everything specifically right there on the board, specifically to your business, to your practice. This is where that visual accountability comes in because it's no longer a magic number or a made up number that you have in your head. It's no longer something that you... Oh, I think I sold like four or five houses this year. It's visual. It's right there in your face. And not only does it tell you how many you've sold, but also exactly what you made from them. So you can very easily track. Are you meeting your goals? Right. You got to take the board seriously. You got to keep them up to date. They're the vital statistics of your real estate business. That's how you know if you're successful or not. That's how you know if you're profitable or not. You need to, just as much as, as we've put emphasis on understanding your magic number and understanding what your starting point is and knowing how much how many deals you need to close by the end of the year to meet or exceed your goals, you only know that by having the statistics of your business. You should know the numbers within your business inside and out, right? Without knowing that, how are you ever going to know if you're meeting or exceeding your goals? How do you know if you're putting money away for taxes? How do you know if you're going to have profit to reinvest so that you no longer have to work for money and your money works for you? The statistics in your business are absolutely vital. Look, trust the system. Don't reinvent the wheel. All you need to know is that every top producer before you has used whiteboards or an accountability system very similar to the whiteboards and it works like magic right? It keeps you focused on what you need to do. It is your quote unquote easy button, but it requires you to look up to these boards and say, hmm, what do I need to work on? You know what? I'm short two listings. I need to focus my attention on finding two more listings this month. Look, I'm short on one buyer. So I need to go through my list and see how many buyers I can pull into from my leads list. 
all these things. You know what? I just dropped something out of my pending board, so I need to get something from my listing board over to the pending. I should focus my attention on maybe getting a buyer to see more properties. This is how you're going to focus your attention on the money productive activities that you need to do on a daily basis so that you start making some revenue, so that you have a consistent cash flow, so that it's predictable. You can see directly on the pending board when is the close date. When will I be getting paid again? Oh, look, it says it right there on my pending board. I should get another check on March 15th and another check on March 32nd. March 32nd. Yeah, March 23rd. (laughs) Dyslexic in my head. There you go. You can see on the board exactly when you can expect to be paid and and a rough estimate of what it is that you're going to make. This is the... the, predictability um that was an um there was one that is the predictability that you are looking for in your real estate practice or in your business at all times that pending board that closed deal board that active listing board active buyer lord board and the the leads board are what's going to keep you focused on the things that are going to put money in your pocket on a day-to-day basis remember use two colors right use one color for buyers, one color for sellers. If you want to use what we use, red and blue, because they're opposite, and we used to play Halo. So <laughs> <laughs> Red versus blue. Red versus blue. I mean, that's just the way it works for us. So go ahead and use those. Know how many buyers you're working with at all time. Know how many sellers you're working with at all times. Know when you expect to be paid again. Predictability, right? And then at the end of the year, remember that your whole real estate practice will be reflected on that close board. So at a glance, you're going to be able to see the number of buyers, the number of sellers, the average days on the market, your average net commission. What was your average sale price? Where did your deals come from? If you're noticing that most of your deals are coming from your 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE sign, then you probably should put more writers on your boards, right? If you're noticing that most of your deals came from open houses, then maybe you should focus your attention on doing more open houses. But you're not going to know unless you keep track of what's going on in your business. You have to keep the pulse on, uh, uh, keep measuring the pulse in your business so you know exactly what to focus on. I couldn't tell you that you should be focusing your, your attention on door knocking if I didn't know that open houses was where most of your deals were coming from understanding your business and having a visual accountability of what is actually happening in your business is what is going to take you from being a normal producer who has cash spurts to a top producer who's dealing with cash flow, right? Forget about your spreadsheets. I know. I like spreadsheets too. My background's in accounting. I love spreadsheets. But they're not there looking at you every single day. They're out of sight. They're out of mind. The whiteboards work because they're right in your face. They're right there. You want to keep them where you can see them on a daily basis. They basis. should be up. They should be right up on your wall in your office, right where you're doing all of your work every day because they don't go away. When you have your spreadsheet, it's a browser, right? If you're using Google Docs, it's uh there's an uh for me. It's Microsoft Excel, if that's what you're using. Whatever it is, it goes away as soon as you close your computer, as soon as you shut down for the day. But those whiteboards, they're always there. I'm going to throw this out there too, by the way. I'm going to say, you know everything else that's on your wall is probably nothing more than a distraction. Whether it's something as awesome as your degree or your certification in Harris Real Estate Coaching, right? Or whatever else is up there, 
on your wall some memorabilia, some sports teams, some you unless know, it's required by law. Unless it's required by law, that's true. But anything else out there, right? Uh, I don't know, is it beer thirty sign or whatever it is that is taking your attention away from the work that needs to be done? Get all that stuff out of the way. Your focus, if you're truly, fo- if you're truly, truly, truly focused on being of service to other people at a high level and making yourself a top producer in the industry that you're in. Those whiteboards should be the only things that are on the board that are that you're looking at and are constantly looking back at you, right? So make sure you go out there, get this set up today and start maintaining it. It's up to you. It's not very expensive to buy five whiteboards and two markers, right? It's pretty easy. Here's the deal though. 95% of you out there are going to take this podcast and you're going to listen and say, you know what? That's a good idea. I should do that and stop right there you're not going to take action. Action is where the winners live. They live in the point of doing, right? If you're working out, they live in the burn. They push through that stuff. Get out there and go do it. Stop talking about doing it. Stop thinking about doing it. Get off your butt. Go do it. Go to our website, www.csfirst.com. Sign up for coaching. Get somebody on your butt telling you what you need to be doing every day, reminding you of what's important, reminding you of why you got into the business in the first place, helping you keep uh, keep accountable to the things that you said you want done. Become the next Tiger Woods in your industry. Become the next Serena Williams in your industry. Do what you need to do on a daily basis. Do what needs to get, what was it? Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do when you don't want to do it. At the highest level. At the highest level. Sometimes it's the easy <laughs> things that I say a lot that I forget when I'm going on these little one rides. Of our, one of our favorite mantras. One of our favorite mantras, right. sure. Apparently, it's the one that I can't remember. It happens. So, it happens. Anyways. A little brain fart. A little brain fart. Anyways, you guys know what you got to do. Make yourself accountable. Use these whiteboard visual accountability partners to help you out on a day-to-day basis. Make yourself the next top producer. That's all I got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out.